Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Following your mental map of your hometown, you come upon a small hut. Smells like Murney's cooking something. I'll knock on the hut. And you come face to familiar face with your old mentor, Murney. Jilkis, is that you, my boy? It's been ages. Master. Come inside, come in. I have learned the true location of the crown within the underworld directly beneath the very city you call home. I know it. It's been right underneath us the whole time. I unfortunately can't point you any closer than the underworld beneath the city. And the underworld is a vast place. All I can say is that it should be close to the capital. We should use the power of the crown on someone to rally a force to actually believe us to actually take on the cult with the force that's necessary. Yes, we need to unite the kingdom. The AAA team's about to get a lot larger. Once you have the crown, there will be those who want to take it from you. In order to defend yourself, it could be helpful if you got your hands on the dwarven bracelet, Mm. since it is known for protection. Mm. I haven't delved too deeply into its whereabouts, but if I were to hazard a guess, I would say the most likely place is somewhere the dwarves hold deer. They are jealous people, and with the Emperor's disappearance, I'm sure they made an attempt to recover the bracelet as soon as possible to keep it out of the hands of anyone else they would deem unworthy. Whether the dwarves still hold it after all this time is a mystery. Could it be an Eldrazar? I say that out loud. What if the dwarves of Glasshammer recovered it from Eldrazar? Glassrock. Or of Glassrock. Glassrock. Sorry. They're not down in Eldrazar anymore. Maybe they never recovered the bracelet. Maybe because of the giant dragon that's in (laughs) Eldrazar. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's in the belly of that beast. Mm. Dragons are known to steal dwarven hordes. Mm. Well, Mernie, why don't you keep looking into that for us? Because we're going to be really busy saving the world. Yes, please let us know (laughs) what you find out. But perhaps we should stop in Glassrock on the way home. And just check if maybe Spaeth knows of any dwarven bracelet. Mm. Well, it sounds like we need the bracelet and the crown. If we need the crown and the bracelet, okay... We are dependent on Murney for pointing us in the direction of the bracelet because we already have direction as it pertains to the crown. So, if we stop in Glassrock on our way back and see if Murney has uncovered anything before that point, we can ask Spaeth, we can ask around in town, see if anybody knows of the legend, see if Glassrock has any sort of archive or library or, or similar. I think we may have checked for a library last time we were there and they didn't have one. But if we know of any, like, sages or anybody with historical knowledge who may have more information, we can check on that. If we then determine that it's possible that the bracelet is in Eldrazar or some other known location, the question will then be, do we go and seek that out first or do we go directly back to Nanept and get the crown because that's the more important piece? Well, the the crown is time-sensitive, but I don't even know if we're strong enough even after being level 6 to get the crown without the bracelet. I almost wonder if if that's the case, right? Mm. I mean, like, I'm telling you, I remember that episode like it was yesterday. There were tons of, like, screams and stuff, you know, <laughs> in the in the depths, right? It really freaked us out. Remember, there was, like, that door and the lever, and it was sealed off. 
you guys put me down there like I was some sort of like deep diver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember that for sure. But the word demon came from your mouth, not the dungeon masters. <laughs> so Right. It could be a bunch of chimeras. Who cares? Sure, yeah. They sounded strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I think us getting our hands on a, an easier to acquire, getting our hands on an artifact that the cult's less interested in first might be our gateway drug to getting <laughs> the others, you know? <laughs> so it might make it might boost our confidence enough to Well, no, it might make us like way hardier and then we're able to fight. Well, there's also the the, the fact that Ildrazer and sort of Glassrock are almost on the way back to uh Nanept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're stronger now, we could be confident perhaps to go back into Eldrazer despite finding out the fact that there's a dragon there, we have some escape ability, better escape abilities mm. now. So, we might even be able to fight the dragon now. Yeah. We yeah. did just record our level up session from 5 to 6, which will be available for patrons to listen to so you'll know what kind of cool abilities we now have uh, as level mm. 6 characters, and maybe those will help us uh, in that situation a little better. By the way, patreon.com slash damage guild. Go check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, I was talking about the bonus content on the Discord the other day. Uh, who was it? I don't specifically know who was talking about what I posted out there, but they were even excited to check out the Champions of the Multiverse. I feel like we've downplayed some of that content, our live content, mm. since launching the Patreon. I think all of our content should be sought out by some of our listeners, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> you just want to enjoy us more and more, and there's hours of us out there on the interweb. Certainly. Go to our website, thedamageguild.com, click on, what is it, social, and go to YouTube. And we've got YouTube. hours, literally, like 20 or 30 hours of yep. bonus content, a different campaign that we streamed live <laughs> on Twitch. True. Yep. And you can see the group without Sean, and then with Sean added on later. And That's right. See the evolution of that. And see how much better the group became. Yeah, and, and how Brian like turned himself into giant polar bears with flight. And <laughs> giant flying You can bear. see what I looked like with hair. There's so much, so much <laughs> yeah. to do and see. Oh, yeah. I had more hair, too, back then. <laughs> yeah. Guess we all did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, either way, I do think that is a good plan. If that's where we think the bracelet might be, and it's on the way back, then it seems like a good plan to stop there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious what it does. It sounds like it sounds like a protective item. It could be good for the company tank. It could be. That's true. Maybe because if if I it takes me a lot longer to go down, we might be better in fights. Or should we try to protect the company healer? Yeah, maybe it, it mm. would go better for the weakest among us. You already auto stabilize. You're good. <laughs> You're good. You can die all you want because you'll never die. <laughs> well, yeah. And now that Shaba can get you up, we can just have people focus the healer. You go down, Shaba brings you back up. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, yes, we're going to see what we can find out in Glassrock. If it leads us toward the bracelet, we'll go toward the bracelet first. If not, we go back home and try to get the crown. Yeah. Well, you don't necessarily have to get the crown through combat. We have some pretty sneaky abilities now. Even more than before. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a matter of what's down there. Yeah, however we get it. We'll have to be prepared for anything, because it literally could be anything. We have no idea what's down there. It's not necessarily demons. It could be anything. Could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying, especially with, and you know what I'm talking about, guys, some recent abilities, we might be way better at sneak missions now. That's true. That is very true. No spoilers. (laughs) What now? What do we? What is our next step here? We say goodbye to Mernie. Now that the training's done and we can communicate with him anytime we need to via, like, via, letters, I yeah, guess. Via letters. Yeah, via letters. 
parcel. Yeah. Package, a letter, a note. We uh, we set off. Toward Glassrock. Toward Glassrock to see space. Yeah, so the, f- the first night we're away from Myrnie's, we thank Myrnie for everything, obviously. The first night that we make camp and we're away from Myrnie's house, I write him a letter and I say, Dearest Myrnie, we miss you very much. We think about you every day. And we can't wait for the moment that we can be <laughs> together again. Love, the AAA team. And then uh, Stripey, you, you, you pad Stripey's uh, paw, paw paws and there. ink. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. And you, you stuff it into the bag and say the command word and send it off mm-hmm. into the, uh, into the ether. Yeah. 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 He'll like that. That was a good touch, Shaba. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. I think we're set. Yeah, I think so. Back to Glass Rock. So you set off on your long journey back southwards to Glass Rock. Yeah. It's return to Glass Rock again. <laughs> I just make horse noises even though we don't have our mounts. <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Do we at least have coconuts to clap together? <laughs> I think we need to find some. Ah, oh, there they are. <laughs> Guys, like, the journey back to Glassrock actually isn't that quick. Didn't we cross this whole huge mountain range or something? And then there were giants and manticores. Yep. And... Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Let's try to avoid that this time, shall we? Yeah. Let's so, do that. <laughs> Gotta check the atlas. So it will take you, again, close to two weeks to get to Glassrock. There was a thought of Ildrazer, which is, like, halfway back there. Right. If you wanted to stop there, but you decided you were going to go to Glassrock first and then double back if necessary. Mm. Yeah, because, like, why why explore a dungeon that probably still has that dragon? I mean, no, like, that's the top of the food chain. <laughs> so, like, why go back to a dungeon that we've already cleared out unless somebody tells us otherwise that that's where the bracelet is? Yeah, I mean, so in a roundabout way, Eldrazar is kind of on the way back. To, not really. It's it's a quite a detour, but yeah, it's not that far of a detour. Yeah, I think I'm with Tokus. Let's avoid Ildrazer uh, if at all possible, because we. I mean, you say we cleared it out. We cleared out like a quarter of it, probably. <laughs> you visited right. a quarter. Yeah, of it. I wouldn't say we cleared it out. I would say we like almost got killed by a quarter yeah. of it <laughs> by its denizens, including its circus bear. So I don't want to relive <laughs> that. Yeah, Ildrazer was a huge success for us. We got to do the scrying, and we didn't die. Yeah, in that sense, it was <laughs> a success, but by any other metric, it was an abject <laughs> failure. <laughs> so, on that note, let's continue to Glass Rock. Yes. Your many days of traveling begin. Yeah, also worth noting that we were surrounded by magical darkness, so we have no idea how big that dragon was. We don't mm. know if it was a young, a wormling or an ancient dragon. We could not tell the difference. No way for us to know. I mean, it like caused wind and the cave to shake. <laughs> yeah, so Pretty sure it wasn't a baby. Yeah, so likely on the larger side. Anyway, side note. Yes, as you once again cross over the border of Asherfeld, your body shivers once uncontrollably as that strange energy in the air dissipates. Mm, that's right. And find that you're no longer under the ward of the forest, whatever it was that that was doing to you or for you. Oh, no. Now we're vulnerable. We're exposed to Sharakath. Sharakath. We're vulnerable. Don't you mean I'm vulnerable, Shaba? Yes. And by you being vulnerable, it makes us vulnerable, Tokus, because we're, we're all in this together. Didn't you ever watch High School Musical? 
Don't make Shabbos sing the song. No, <laughs> Don't please. make me start. Please, I'm going to burst don't. out into song at any moment now if you keep this up, Tokus. <laughs> it's a fate worse than death. <laughs> a fate worse than Greth, some might say. I've had that episode title uh, in the hopper, but we've never talked Greth. to Greth again. Remember Greth Omdrover, the dwarf? Oh, yeah. Uh, we should just run into him randomly. Well, we just have to go on a boat. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just like the, the whole same crew, like just happens to be the same boat we use the next time we do any sort of shipping. Yeah. And the boat's parked on the trail in between uh, where we are in Glass Rock. Right. We just happen to walk across it. Yeah. <laughs> Days pass uneventfully as you retrace your steps back to Glass Rock until one afternoon you spot a group of people stopped on the trail ahead next to the corpse of some giant lizard-like creature. They seem to be adventurers of some sort. How many are there? Uh, it looks like four. Four adventurers were outnumbered. Maybe if we can get the dead lizard thing on our side, then we'll have a fair fight. No, actually, we outnumber them. Well, you do have Stripey, so that makes you four. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we have Stripey plus the clockwork... Uh, uh, parakeet or whatever. Yes. Cl- whatever Tokus Oh, no, it's, it's a Cthulhu right now. Oh, yeah. Clockwork Cthulhu. Clockwork Cthulhu 2.0. Yeah. That's right. We do outnumber them. Yeah, with a claw. <laughs> I think we can approach this situation with confidence. Can we do, like, a perception? I want to see, yes. like, do these look more like adventurers' adventures, or are these more like adventuring bandits? That's an excellent idea, Tokus. I'm glad I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a 23 for Aslo. That would be an 8 for Shaba. Six for Tokus. <laughs> As though, you can see one of them is significantly shorter than the others. Three of them are bent down doing something with the corpse, and they're all pretty well equipped. There is a man in hide armor with a large circular shield and spiked battle axe. There's a woman in a fur cloak with a walking staff. You can also see a half-orc in mail with a big heavy warbow and a sword, and... The shorter one is a dwarf in plate armor with a warhammer and shield. Okay. So Sweet. As much as they... You can tell that they have recently been in a fight, they don't look all that weak. Mm. Like, these are strong, hardy adventurers with a oh, lot of experience. Okay. It was their first encounter of the day, probably. <laughs> they're still at probably over half strength, and they've used some healing spells, so they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Hmm? You think they've probably noticed you hmm. as the one who's not bent down the dwarf is facing in your direction. Okay. Guys, I just used the bionic implant in my eye to zoom in on them. <laughs> and I saw that there is a guy with a circular shield and a spiked hammer axe thing. And okay. then there's a woman in a fur cloak and then uh, a half orc with mail and some other stuff. And then a dwarf. And he's, he's also doing stuff too. Okay, but Aslo, you forgot to answer the most important question. What is their power level? And more importantly, is it above 9,000? Uh, I break out my scanner <laughs> immediately. Okay. Yeah, scouter. My scouter, thank you. <laughs> I thought your bionic eye had a built-in one of, one of those scouters. No, sadly, it's only for zooming in really far. Man, it sounds like you got ripped off. Dude, <laughs> you should go back to your, to your implant specialist. I've been waiting to upgrade to the new model, but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> they, they put out the new model and it's like $1,000. Yeah, that's and, rough. Uh, and all they add is one little feature. It's, yeah, it's, it's we, got, we better take on some more side quests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you can afford your indulgent lifestyle. <laughs> your perception check is not so much zooming in as it is figuring out what the little movements mean mm. and what you can see. Like, oh, so that little thing over there must be someone's staff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Also, I'm pretty sure they've already noticed us by now, so we should probably <laughs> just approach and strike up a, a friendly conversation. A conversation just between adventurers. Mm-hmm. All right, so we uh, stride forth. As you get closer, you can see that everyone except the dwarf is currently busy cleaning the kill, you know, stripping valuable hide and other parts from this monster. Mm. Weapons away, by the way. Yep, yep. So the beast is 15 to 20 feet long. Whoa! And kind of cross between snake and lizard. Has a long lizard-like body. I mean, a long snake-like body, but more lizard-like legs, except there are... 12 of them. Oh, freak of nature. It's a lizapede. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst kind of peed. Man. I'm pretty sure in your pants is the worst kind of peed. (laughs) (laughs) That's where my mind went (laughs) to. Do they notice us? Yeah, the dwarf is watching as you approach, and you can also see signs of battle on all of them at this point. The shield of the one guy is singed as if someone tried to light a fire on it, and the half-orc has recent cuts across his face and arms. Hmm. As you approach, the dwarf also takes a few steps towards you, and he eyes your equipment. Well met, travelers. How does the day treat you? Encountered any fearsome monsters recently? Ho there, fellow travelers. It is we, the Fearsome Three. It, uh, we are, our name is uh, the AAA team. And also we known are, as the Fearsome Foursome. Fear, yeah, the for- <laughs> Fearsome Foursome. All of these are our names. We, we greet you in peace and... We go by uh, many names. We have not fought any Fearsome Monsters this day, but we were just checking out your Fearsome Monster and wondering, like, what the deal is. Do you know what it was? I... Bahir... Mm. Oh, they are vicious beasts. So I've heard. Yes, it's too bad we've already met our fearsome monster quota for the week. We've been <laughs> knee deep in them. If you catch my drift, hey. But I mean, you know that just as well as we do. You are adventurers, after all. Uh, after a fashion. Oh. Is this your uh, full-time gig? Would you say? Yes, my companions and I are monster hunters in these lands. Mm. Oh, I played that video game. <laughs> we protect the settlements nearby. Also, wait a second. Can I see his plate mail now? That's some mighty fine-looking armor. Ah, uh, that it is. <laughs> Where'd you get it? It shines a, a little spot, and then he spots on it when he looks down. <laughs> and then as he wipes away the dust, you see uh, Spaith's little uh, mark on the armor. His logo, uh, uh, yeah. Tokus finally has like something in common with someone else, and I'm tr- like he's trying to actually like be social, not have a bad conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh man, like that's so cool. Your your armor's dwarvish. Uh, so is mine. And, and Tokus kind of points at some of the like the the shoulder pieces. And oh, that's some unique construction you've got on that. I can see signs of dwarven work, but certainly isn't normal. No, this is all custom. By my friend Spaith. Have you heard of the Glass Rock Forge? Uh, we're headed there right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and I, I, I hand him Spaith's. I hand him Spaith's uh, contact information. <laughs> Business card. card. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a like a plate metal, like with his, <laughs> his phone number engraved into it's just it. iron, just an iron ingot with his <laughs> yeah, name it's on like, it. It's like <laughs> an inch thick, just like a little iron card. Is that what he turned all the yeah. spare materials into? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just printed out a massive stack of business cards. It's like a foot high, and there's only like ten of them. <laughs> I mean, not everybody has heavy armor proficiency, so I gotta give these out to who seems like they'd actually want 
to work with space. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you don't have space business. I know, I know. Blocks. <laughs> Man, who knew that we'd get so much humor out of business cards on this show? Yeah, really has become one of those running gags that you just you just can't beat. <laughs> you can beat it about as well as you can beat a dead horse. <laughs> That's right. We we've got lots of dead horses. We like to flagellate <laughs> on this show. I uh, say. So, so, where do you hail from? We are based out of Bethinter. Hmm. I've been known to take a bath in Bethinter every now and then. <laughs> so, would it be fair to say that you are not only monster hunters but adventurers as well? Hey, do you go on adventures in order to hunt monsters? Or do you hunt monsters in order to go on adventures? Correct. What is your motivation? Your motivation is to keep these lands safe for travel. Ah, that's rather noble. Oh, no wonder we didn't encounter anything. Nice work, guys. We appreciate you. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for taking care of all those random encounters that we otherwise would have had to deal with. <laughs> You're doing a bang-up job. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Matter of fact, we're headed, like we said, to Glass Rock. You guys mind just keeping like a day or two ahead of us? <laughs> just keep the road clear. <laughs> just leaving some little flags in the trees so we can follow your exact path? That'd be awesome. We'd really, really appreciate that. We mostly stay in the towns and listen for word of monster sightings. Hmm. Uh, and then we go and take care of them when they're seen. We've been known to do similar things time or two ourselves. Mostly the staying in towns part. <laughs> yes. We do love to stay in town. It's our favorite. If you are on a trip, I bid you safe travels. I haven't seen signs of too many dangerous monsters in these lands, and you seem like you can handle yourselves if something comes up. Maybe not one of these things, but yeah, well, you could handle a fight. I mean, we're level six, so take that for what it is. <laughs> so what? What now? Huh? Uh, I mean, in fairness, we already cleared out some of the most dangerous stuff in this area. We fought this like special manticore breeding giant shaman mm. boulder throwing guy. A giant, yeah. Yeah, it was a giant four manticores. It was a giant with four manticores attached to it. It was like a yes. like a cre like a, a creature out of one of those horror stories. Is this is that how like adventurers work? We're like the fishermen of this era where you just like tell big fish stories. Yeah, we have to embellish everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gets bigger every time. Yeah, that would be a pretty sweet thing. Like, imagine if in, during that battle, if instead of once they appeared through the clouds, instead of four manticores, it was four manticores, each with a harness that was holding one of the giant's limbs. And the giant was suspended beneath them. And his, his attack tactic was just to dive bomb people. And he has a boulder and he throws the boulder. Yeah. <laughs> He just throws himself, yeah. <laughs> he just goes head first into the into the adventuring party and just clears right. them all out. Just bowls them over. Strike. <laughs> like these harnesses, they would have like carabiners that are like detachable, oh, so he yeah. like detaches from the... Right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> And once, he's, once he's ready. And sometimes he would accidentally just attach his arms but miss his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and so he'd just be flying, hanging upside down by his feet. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I think he was working up to that. He just hadn't quite gotten there yet. That's like the best. He's still training. Yeah. That's like the best. We need to find 12 manticores and train them all <laughs> to carry us into Paris into battle. 
<laughs> the triple A team flight formation. <laughs> to be fair, we we really only need like six. One for each, me and, and Tokus. And then like three for you and Four one for, for Strafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strafe's just like hanging from his own little harness underneath his legs dangling. <laughs> Thane's like, when is this going to end? This is one of the most precarious battle setups I've heard. Uh, anyway, we digress. All right. Uh, yes, you do. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, happy hunting. And then we leave. <laughs> wait, 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 Have hold a on, nice hold day. On. Do you got, um, first of all, what are you harvesting from this Bethir? Behir? Behir? Monster hides always hold some value for their toughness. These particular beasts also have some ingredients that I'm told are useful for various magical items and potions and such. I'm not familiar with all those things. They can shoot lightning out of their bellies after all. There's got to be something magic to them. Wow. Whoa. What is the purpose of that? Do they do like a, like a barrel roll and do like, like a lightning axe effect? No, no. Out of their mouths... Mouths from their bellies, you know. I, oh, I was oh. speaking figuratively. Oh, I thought they literally, like, it was, like, from their belly button, and they just, like, just, like hits the ground. Yeah, they're like the Care Bears of the D&D, and they just shoot <laughs> lightning bolts from, Out of from their, their navels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, take that, evil human, evil adventure. That would be a vicious Care Bear stare. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire, electricity. Heart, <laughs> same same show, right? Go planet. <laughs> the one's like, and like little like heart bubbles just come out. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I got the crappy power. <laughs> Dang it, guys! <laughs> Please, can I fight? <laughs> no, you shoot heart bubbles out of your. Man, the ears, the care bears of the D and D universe. <laughs> Well, that, right. that brings me to my next question. Do you guys have any goods for trade? Actually, I don't know how that applies, but yeah. um, <laughs> anything uh, anything for sale? Anything for trade? Anything you'd like to barter, perhaps? Goods or services? We'd love to take those magical components off your hands. We didn't come out here bringing things that we planned to get rid of. Yeah, Tokus, if you have any extra samples of the Bahir tissues or fluids, we would Tokus would like to purchase them with the, all the gold he doesn't have. Yeah, do you have any money that you'd want to make an offer with? Uh, I have a little bit of money, guys. We have some party gold, actually. Oh, we do. A little bit. Uh, should we divvy that up right now in front of this other adventuring party? <laughs> yeah, uh, excuse us for a moment, kind sir. He's probably just going to mug us in the night and steal our meeker gold. <laughs> yeah. So, what are, we, what are we doing again? Are we doing 33.3% nowadays? I think we had just, yeah, we had dropped this. Yeah, we renegotiated. <laughs> You're right. We yeah. Renegotiated yeah, you guys got a raise. That's right. As a raise, yeah. Okay. So each get uh, 10 gold, 6 silver, and 31 copper. Gotta love the copper. Still living that squalid life, son. <laughs> Hard to believe I now have a three-figure net worth. <laughs> Shaba is worth 596 GPs. So at what point do you retire to the wilderness? Uh, I think you got to get at least four figures. That's what I hear is the current number these days. Seems like you could live off of a gold piece for like a month or so. Yeah, a thousand months is a lot of months, guys. <laughs> Although that depends entirely on what sort of lifestyle you want. Yeah. I'm thinking commoner. I'm pretty self-reliant, pretty resourceful. I wouldn't mind uh, building myself a homestead. 
in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Find a she Goliath to settle down with. Yeah, maybe. Or a Safwagen. <laughs> Only if she has the right tattoos. Right. Yeah. Only yeah. If true. Her tattoos lend themselves to genetic diversity. Isn't it if their tattoos match yours identically, like perfectly, then you're no. like soulmates or something? No. Then you're like brother and sister. Oh, okay. All right. But what if they're like interlocking? Like, is that how they work? I thought. I mean, I remember <laughs> you said that they have to be different. But yeah, actually, if you stand, like, what if they're like the opposite. If you stand face to face and they make an awesome pattern, like when they touch. A, of differentiation, like positive and negative space, then you're like pretty much soulmates. <laughs> so, so is that is that like part of Goliath courtship? Is you just like smush your face up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's how the the seasonal the the harvest courtship rituals go around uh, around goats giving. It's called the the face smashing cotillion, and they like put like a goat bone in the hallway at the, the top of the. Instead of mistletoe, it's like a goat's like <laughs> collarbone and mm, yep. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, and then that's where they know that the face smushing happens. All <laughs> right. Yeah. No kissing. No kissing. You just press faces together. And instead of breaking the wishbone, like the little thin wishbone for good luck, you break a goat femur. <laughs> <laughs> it's real tough. It's kind of hard to do. It's a lot harder to break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the wishbone because it's so easy to break and it's satisfying. <laughs> yeah, but these are Goliaths. Goliaths just have to do everything harder than the rest of us. You guys are just <laughs> showing do. off. Yep. It's all about the challenge, yeah. my friend. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, getting back to this, was there something specific that you wanted to offer? I was just looking at my stuff. I actually have five gems here written down. Oh. Yeah, we shouldn't give those away till I've had a chance to shine them up. You haven't given those to me yet? I hadn't given those to you yet. Would you like me to give them to you so you can shine them up? Yes, so I can start. Because right. uh, Thane has me like spend a whole day or so like shining up gems. It takes time, Aslo. All right. You can't just expect them to be beautiful. I give them to you, and you write them on your character sheet. Five assorted gems? Yeah. Other than that, we don't really have much. I have this puzzle box. What does the puzzle box do again? That you bought and have never looked at again. <laughs> yeah, didn't I get it from uh, the vendor at the carnival? Yeah. Yep. What does it do again? It's a box that is also a puzzle. <laughs> or it's just a, maybe a box with puzzle pieces inside. I don't really know. It's a box that's a puzzle, so you have to figure out how to open it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but if we've never solved it, what if there's something sweet inside of that? Yeah, like the stone that I just held in my pocket for like months. <laughs> All right, I solved the puzzle box. What's in it? <laughs> I win D&D. Yay. Um, also, I like to imagine this whole time, like, Shaba does. He hasn't forgotten about it. He just, like, pulls it out sometimes, and he just, like, looks at it. He's looks like, at this it. is really cool. And then he puts, never <laughs> he tries puts to it solve back. it. Yeah. So let's not barter anything with these guys. Let's just okay. make small talk and commiserate with them about being awesome adventurers. Okay. Man, isn't it tough being in the adventuring life? But isn't it awesome, too? Yeah, but it's, like, so rewarding in the fact that, like, you're helping people, but you're also helping yourself and becoming rich. <laughs> but also you're doing good deeds, but also you're becoming filthy rich. <laughs> also you're putting your life on the line for the sake of innocence, but you're also making yourself wealthy at the same time. Yeah, lots of stories to tell at the local pub. Right. Damsels to rescue and talk to about your escapades. Yeah, lots of fame and stuff. Mm. All for the stories I'll tell my children one day. Mm. Oh, you already have kids? How many? 
No, I, the ones that I will have one day. <laughs> ah. ah. Yes. Well, you better get on that. I remember we were told at one point that dwarvish love is something special. So, it sounds complicated. <laughs> but we also know that dwarves don't snuggle. So, <laughs> yeah. It's complicated. By the way, do we mention that we... We know a fine-bearded lass that you might uh, get along with if you're <laughs> no, into that whole, yeah. settling down and having kids thing. Do we try to matchmake every time we meet a dwarf? Is that why <laughs> yeah. we've met so few dwarves lately? Because they know we're going to matchmake. Right, if he, if he gives us a male dwarf, we try to matchmake them with the female dwarf we met. And if we meet a female dwarf, we try to match them with the male sailor dwarf yep. that we met. Yep. He just can't win. It's either Greth or, uh, what's her name, from the caravan? Elbrit. Elbrit. Yeah. See the Greth or Elbert. And we just like have pictures of them and we hand them out to <laughs> yeah. dwarves that we meet. And since they didn't want to date each other, we just try to pair them off to random other people. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a she's got a fine beard. She does, it's she true. She does. She'd make a, a fine beard wife. <laughs> My beard wife. Uh well it's been nice knowing you, but so long, sucker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you later. Fare thee well on your travels. Have fun with your lizard creature. And be safe. And may Aldona watch over your face. Forgot what they say. May Aldona watch over your devotion to Gavaki. Oh, psych! Gotcha! <laughs> Snaps on. Gavaki rules! Peace! No, it's may Aldona guide your feet. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, or yeah. some variation of that. She's all about the feet. Yes. If this was like a future society, Aldona would make shoes and sell shoes. She'd be like the Nike mm, of... Right. You're right. The Aldona sw- Swish. Well, see you later, dwarf man. <laughs> Goodbye. Aldona, watch over your travels. And Kavaki, watch over yours. <laughs> Goodbye. And we continue on our journey. I can't help but think we've like missed something there, but let's just keep going. Yeah, we kind of yeah. didn't talk to the other three people, but... Um, Maybe we'll we'll move past the dwarf and talk to the other three. Excuse us. Uh, do you have anything important to let us know about? <laughs> do you have any quest items or quest hooks, perhaps? Yeah. I like your fur coat. That's nice. Did you kill it yourself? <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't me, but Flint here hunted it, and I turned it into this cloak. Oh. Oh. Is she talking to the half-orc or the human? Flint is the half-orc. Half-orc. Mm. Uh-huh. The one with the war bow. It's very debonair. It suits you. Thank you. Quite warm as well. Ah, yes, that's quite nice on these cold peaks, right? Yeah. It's necessary for these tall mountains. True. So what's new, folks? What's, uh, what's, <laughs> the, what's the haps in these parts? Do you need any help with anything? Yeah. I think Osam already told you what was going on here. There's been little by the way of monsters to worry about. Mm, yes, but what I'm really getting at is, is there anything special or significant about any of the four of you? That's <laughs> what I would like to know. <laughs> Do you have any significance to our story? Everyone is significant. Have we been talking for a minute yet? We have. We've been talking for quite a few minutes. Yeah, you know what? We have. I think we have. Um, I would like to make Why a... Why don't we become friends? I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to make a check, please. I'd like to make an empathic check as well. A persuasion uh, check contested by one of their insight checks. To do what, though? Why are you trying to charm them? Oh, to, to make friends. To make them give us some of the, liz- the the snake creature without us having to barter for it or pay them. <laughs> no, just to be friends. Tokus just wants samples. I want the armor off the dwarf's back, too. Can you can you make that happen, Eslo? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. That would be a 23 persuasion. Against who? 
Uh, the dwarf, since we've been talking to him the longest. That's a success. All right. So he's friendly. I think he was already friendly toward us, but that's okay. <laughs> he's super friendly now. Yeah, do you guys have any significance to our story? <laughs> or are you just the heroes of your own? You think it's significant that we killed this monster before it happened to come across you and eat you? Hmm. True. That's always nice. Thank you for that. It, guys, oh, guys re- let's revel for a second. They may literally exist so that we could have gotten to Glass Rock faster. Mm. That might be the whole reason that they mm. exist from a game perspective. Yeah, so we, we are very thankful for, for you guys for taking all the random encounters in this area. <laughs> That's certainly true. Yeah, uh, that gave us nearly two weeks of safe, fast travel. But again, I think you should take Chaba up on his suggestion and just go towards Glass Rock day or so ahead of us. Mm. We'll follow in your wake of slaughter monsters. Maybe we'll pick at the corpses ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you guys leave, we'll probably have a try at this body right here and try to get to the, the stomach magic or whatever you're talking about. Yeah. We'll be here all night, all afternoon, all night, trying to strip out all the valuables from this thing. Oh, wow. It takes a long time to get every bit of good you can out of a monster. Do you know if there are any other Bahirs uh, in the area, by any chance? Was this part of a Bahir family unit that you are aware of? Oh, I'm sure there are more out there somewhere. Mm. We happen upon them every once in a while. Hmm. Well, hmm. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. It was wonderful meeting you. Um, can I just have each of your names and uh, identification numbers so that <laughs> um, we can check in in the next town and make sure you're not um, up to no good? Or just your names, that's fine. <laughs> Why don't you just like give that group a name, like the yeah. the monster hunter Skinners? How about the fearsome foursome. Yeah. <laughs> That's already our name. Oh yeah, they don't have a group name, but they give you their names, and you could ask around about them if you so choose. Okay. Wait, the the lady in the fur coat is a human, right? Yes. We can call them Doe, like D O H H, because it's a dwarf, an orc, and two humans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's what we'll call them. The dwarf is Osarm. The half-orc is Flunt. Flunt? Flunt. F-L-U-N-T. <laughs> okay. Oh, Flunt. Okay. And then what else? Who else? The woman is Saren. S-E-R-E-N. Saren the Siren. Now your fur coat <laughs> makes sense. And the man is Tiak. T-I-A-C-H. Sweet. Tiak. All right. That's all we need. Nice to meet you. We'll be sure to conduct a full background investigation on you in the next town. Um, goodbye. <laughs> we go to Glass Rock. <laughs> you guys wouldn't happen to know anything about ancient dwarvish armaments, would you? Wait, he's a dwarf. Why don't we just ask him I'm pulling Tokus away as he's speaking to the dwarf. Wait, no! He might know something about <laughs> <laughs> Nope, it's fine. We probably don't want to... Uh, we don't want anyone to know that we're looking for this that we don't trust. You do eventually make it all the way back glass rock safely you pass by a few potential dangers in the distance along the way but nothing that you have to fight okay we're gonna keep a low profile yeah while we were traveling i started on those five assorted unfinished gems from aslo oh you're cutting them yeah of course that's what gnomes do shining them Mm. where did those gems come from those were the gems from the giant's cave weren't they Uh, yes indeed they were so they're they're giant gems right yes because because they came from a giant they're giant giant gems because they're from a giant totally you can be working on them overnight and you'll cut all of them into nice gems sweet once we arrive in glass rock 
We go to the uh, visitor center to ask about the bracelet. Visitor center? They've got to have some kind of visitor station around here, right? Like a booth? Well, so we know that Glassrock doesn't have a library. Right. Because dwarves don't believe in books. Well, do they have some sort of, like, arcanery or archives? Something where somebody would know something? Like, where are the older dwarves hang out? We want to talk to old dwarves. Like, we go, we go to the nursing home. <laughs> uh, they're, like, playing dwarf chess. <laughs> the older and wiser dwarves are probably going to be the ones that are you know, leading their respective households and families. So, like, the major clan leaders and such. All we gotta do is join a clan. Become part of the family. <laughs> you could also try a temple... They usually have knowledge there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, let's go to Rothtar the Blessed. Rothtar Ooh. the old blessed. I like Rothtar. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a powerful guy. Knowledgeable guy. Priestly guy. He's like the only person in the society that has glasses, too. Mm. I remember that much. Yeah. So you can actually read things, unlike the other d- old dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> true, he's got the leg up on them there. All dwarves have cataracts. That's the other, uh, other factoid about dwarves. Mm-hmm. Little little known fact. Yeah, I don't think glasses help much with that. <laughs> Dwarven glasses do. The only kind of glasses that most dwarves care about are those filled with alcohol. So. Oh, hey, <laughs> a Thane joke! <laughs> wow, zing! Oh, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> See that one coming? <laughs> All right, Rothtar's oh. house of whatever god he serves. Can't remember. Is he an Aldenite? I thought they had, like, a different god. It's Embastil also. He's, oh, Embastil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Embastilian. Mm, he's an Embastilio. That's the god. one that you've interacted with the most by far. Mm. The Embastions. Aren't we, like, indebted to the... Um, um, aren't I indebted to the Embastion for <laughs> curing yeah. me of the ratism? I was just thinking about that earlier. Yep. They haven't called us up yet. Yeah, they haven't... Yeah. Uh, Sought our services. I've shown the bat signal into the sky. You've also been away almost the whole time. So. Well, well, Rothtar, it's great to be with you again. Um, thanks for having us. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, on such short notice. Yes. Thanks for dropping everything that you were doing and shirking all your other responsibilities <laughs> to be with us, to allow us this audience. <laughs> we do our class. Rothtar, Rothtar, wake up. <laughs> We're like in his chamber. Rothtar, I know you're taking your afternoon nap, but please, we need you. I'll say that you happen to see him walking around the temple, and you can strike up a conversation with him outside. Rothtar? <laughs> Rothtar, is that you? Oh, Rothtar, hey, it is you! Rothtar, Rothtar the Blessed! Hey, it's us, the Triple A team! Hey! Remember? Remember? What are you doing here? <laughs> Welcome once again to the Embastion. How can I help you? Hey, we were just coming here to worship Embastile. So, while we gotcha, um, let's say that we were searching for a priceless and world-renowned artifact of immeasurable power. <laughs> of Dwarven make. A.K.A. The Dwarven Bracelet of the Altoric Empire. Where might one go about finding such an item? <laughs> he immediately puts on a rather suspicious and disapproving face. Oh no. <laughs> Why are you inquiring after such an artifact? Um, there are problems with the, uh, the other artifacts in the Empiric Collection, and we are attempting to thwart those evildoers who would use them for ill. By using them for good. 
I'm also looking around, by the way, to make sure that we're alone. Come talk to us in this alcove over here, Rothtar. This is not at all alarming <laughs> I alcove. I promise we're not about to mug you. Just trust us. You're not alone right now. There are other acolytes and such doing their duties around the temple. And no one right next to you. Hmm. Rothtar, if, if, if we may, could we speak to you in a more private setting? Yes, please. This is really important. This is of utmost importance. I suppose we shouldn't speak of such things in public. The fate of the world may depend on it. Come with me. He leads you back into his chambers. Have I mentioned what lovely chambers you have? <laughs> Rothar? Shiver me chambers. <laughs> they really are a marvel. Even if I did know where the bracelet is, why should I tell you and trust you that you will use it only for good? And even if your intentions are good, how do I know you will not simply lead it into the wrong hands? Cause we're the right hands, Rothtar. Let Aslo tell you all about why we're qualified <laughs> to do this. That bracelet was forged by the dwarves. It was a gift to the Emperor, but as the Emperor died with no heir, it naturally belongs to the descendants of those who created it. What claim do you hold to that bracelet? We don't hold any claim except that we don't want bad people to get it. Also, we don't intend to keep the bracelet forever. We really just need it to finish the mission of gathering the other relics so that... Oh, so there's this evil cult. We should just tell them everything. Guys. Yeah, look, Rathar, we want to save the world, and then we'll give you back the bracelet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would, we would want the original owners to have the bracelet after we finish the mission, of course. We need the bracelet so that we can collect the other relics before they fall into the evil, evil hands of the cult. I hate that cult, and Tokus takes off his wig. Look what they did to my hair. <laughs> Rather unfortunate. Oh, they also killed all of my loved ones, but seriously, my hair. <laughs> look, Rothar, <laughs> look at his head. Can you imagine a more evil organization than someone who would do something like this? Can you imagine the agony, the torment he must suffer being bald? Every single <laughs> day. Absolutely abhorrent. That was a, that was a meta joke by Brian. <laughs> oh, I'm not just bald, guys. I, like Tokus's scalp really does look like a raisin. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. He's yeah, been over this yeah. before. It's true. It's worse than just being bald. He's like kind of mm. like Deadpool, but just on the top mm. of his scalp. Just, just on his scalp. Yeah. 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 Minus all the cool special powers. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the ability to break the fourth wall. No, I guess you do have that. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do do that. <laughs> so what do you say, Rothtar? Do you have any clues or any information that might be helpful to us in tracking down this bracelet? You have our word that we'll return the bracelet after the mission is completed. Yes. Or we're dead. But then you can have the bracelet back anyway. <laughs> yes. You help us, and we will help you by returning the bracelet to its rightful owners. Yeah, do you know who the clan was that created it? Uh, make a persuasion check, and we'll see what we can get out of this. That'd be old Aslo's department. I wouldn't even want to taint his results with my inferior role. Aslo has done the least talking of the three of you, though. Yes, but he is about <laughs> to do the most. By persuasioning. <laughs> uh, that would be a 25. Do you want us to roll as well, Thane? It looks like you wanted us to. Yeah, I think everyone should roll. 
You're all talking. And then you can, like, subtract our scores from <laughs> That is how D&D works. Oh, um, whoa. I just rolled a 17. So that's a 16. That's, not, that's like one of my best charisma scores ever. Guys, let me show you what die I rolled so that I can tell you how much it, worse it is when I subtract my modifier. My negative charisma score. Uh, actually, sorry. It's actually, I forgot. I never roll charisma. I forget it's a negative two. I actually have a 15. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still really good. Yeah, That's not bad, considering. If you, if you average my score with Brian's score, that's a 20. <laughs> that's pretty good. I rolled a 16, and so I got a 16, because I just have a zero. So. so all three of you working together try to come up with your best arguments and give him enough information about the cult to convince him that you need this bracelet and the world is at stake here. Are you the rightful owner of the bracelet or is it just dwarf kind in general or, or even the glass rock dwarves? Like, which dwarf do we give the bracelet to after we finish the mission? <laughs> <laughs> the bracelet was returned to the dwarves after the emperor disappeared. Oh, wow. Oh. It was entrusted to a certain member of the Glenhammer noble houses. One Zavis Glenhammer. We know that name. Zavis That is the name of this country. Yes. Yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, we know that name. <laughs> but we don't specifically know Zavis. Was Zavis a ruler of the dwarves? So it belongs to the whole country, or Glenhammer is a clan of dwarves that lives in Glen- Glenhammer, and after which the country is named. Glenhammer is the most powerful clan in these lands. Okay. So there, therefore, the country is named after them. Yes. Okay. Hmm. However, Zavis is missing oh. and was presumed killed during the invasion of Ildrazer. With the bracelet in his possession or unknown? It's unknown. He likely had it, if not on his person, at least in his household or somewhere nearby. During the invasion of Ildrazer, you say? Yes. He oh. seems very reluctant to be giving you all this information. Guys, mm. guys, guys, unfortunately, the dragon has it. Mm. Right? I mean, where does all the treasure go when the people who own it die? Because the dragon. The dragons. Shaba, hear me out. We're, we're level six adventurers. Like, Togus did a total shift between level five and level six confidence level. <laughs> Listen, if we can't even beat a dragon, yeah, we're not getting the crown. But you know who can? It's the bracelet, by the way. You know who can beat a dragon? Stripey? The fearsome foursome. Mm, true. With our help... With our powers combined, Tokus, we would be like two adventuring parties in one. So we need to go back and entice them to kill a dragon and harvest the dragon scales with us? Fighting shoulder to shoulder to save the world, Tokus. Mm. Yeah, but that dragon isn't causing any trouble. Like, how will we convince them to kill a dragon that's being totally dormant and just laissez-faire? Because it has the key to unlocking the safety of the world. Think of it, Tokus. Is there anything else you can tell us, Mr. Blessed? (laughs) (laughs) That's Mr. The Blessed to you. you. Roth RT Blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Just call me RTV. Oh, boy. Zavis lived in Glenhammer Hall in Ildrazer. We have walked these hallowed halls. 
The dangers of the city there have stymied any attempts at recovering the bracelet. Oh yes, we know that full well. At least to my knowledge. It's possible that some robbers have gone in and stolen it. Well, we just need a burglar. Someone who knows how to become invisible mm. and can burgle something. Mm. I don't think that party uh, had a rogue in their, in their party, in their midst. No. But. Well, that was a good theory, Tokus. But, 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 uh, Rothtar. <laughs> listen, listen. Rothtar, baby, listen. We're doing you a favor. We're going to get the bracelet. We just need to borrow it to save the world, which is also doing you a favor. By getting it back into the hands of its rightful owners. Because you can't have the bracelet if the world doesn't exist. Right, its rightful owners need to have it. Yeah. We, we also probably want to use it to save his girlfriend, but that's, that's, a, that's a side quest. <laughs> we should also mention that, because he might get angry if we borrow it longer to go beat Felbendar. <laughs> it is not mine to give out, and I'm sure that Zavis's children would be very pleased to see it returned to them. Yeah. Yes. So, so y- y- you told us where the bracelet is. We're going to go get it, then save the world, come back... Right? Because, I mean, we love Glass Hammer. We've been here several glass times. Rock, Tokus, glass Rock, Glass Rock. Glass Rock. <laughs> we, we love Glass Rock. We've been to Glass Rock several times. I, I like Glass Rock. I mean, uh, Spaith is here. You guys are all right. Glindrum is my favorite continent. <laughs> yeah. So listen, listen. Uh, this is this is this is Tokus's plan, right? We go kill the dragon if we have to, or just burgle the bracelet, whatever. We get it. Then we go get the crown, beat the cult, whatever. Then we also go take out Felmendar, come back, and they'll never know that we, we don't have to tell Zabbos's descendants. We just give them the bracelet and we're hailed as heroes, and then we get to become like noble persons here in Glassrock. It's the perfect plan. Can't go wrong as long as, you know, step one and step two and step three. and right. As long as we win every <laughs> single fight that we're going right. to have. As long as every step of the plan goes right, it can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you guys will have the bracelet, and I promise it's not going to end up in Marengar in some other country where we fall in battle, inevitably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You can trust us, is what he's trying to say. Yeah. It's lost to you either way. At least you're taking a gamble. I feel like you've already told us where the bracelet is, so you're already accepting our offer. Mm -hmm. We're the only chance you've got. We're your only hope. We may not be much, but we're it, baby. Yep, we're your only hope, Rothtar Nobi. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, should you fall in battle outside of Ildrazer, perhaps the bracelet will be somewhere easier to recover it. Yeah. Do you really not trust us that much? Why don't we... Shaba, and I whispered to Shaba for a second, why don't we just tell him that we're pledged to Embasteel and he can just call on his god to force us to give him the bracelet? Hmm. Because technically they can't do that. I mean, they can ask, <laughs> right? But we don't have to listen. We signed an agreement. I mean, I signed an agreement. I didn't sign anything. Oh, wait, we're, we're telling you <laughs> no, this? No, 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 still we're, no, 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 still whispering. no, 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 I'm whispering this into your ear. <laughs> I can't hurt to tell him. It, it'll only increase his trust in us. We, Rothtar, we really appreciate what Embasteel is doing in the world. And so, as a token of said gratitude, we have, slash I, have pledged... Uh, ourselves slash myself myself <laughs> to the work of Emba Steel and you can check right. your churchly records your clerical <laughs> records if that's a, a play on words maybe your, your cleric 
your cleric records. Just look into it. Contact the the branch of the Embastillion Bas- Bastion <laughs> in Inept and just ask. There's a fellow there by the name of Lizardman McGee. <laughs> what's, what's, that awesome, what's, what's the awesome guy's name? I totally botched that one. I, I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I couldn't uh, get there. It's I really cool. Hall- it's Hallenheim. Hallen- Holy Hallenheim. Holy Hallenheim. Holy Hallenheim. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's legendary in the in the city of Nanept. Contact Hallenheim. He will vouch for us. He will tell you. Yeah, and then you can give us the rest of the information that you're withholding for us to be successful to get the bracelet. Because <laughs> we're not idiots. You know more about this. Yeah. We don't trust you that you told us everything because you don't trust us. I have nothing else to say. Oh, well, see you later. I can contact my counterpart in Inept and see if he agrees with your story. Yes. But I, there's little I can do for you to aid in the recovery of the bracelet. Hmm. Well, at least you'll feel better if you contact him, right? While we're gone, holding the fate of the bracelet in our hands. Can you, like, bless us or something? Like, you're the blessed. Can you, like, bless us and give us, like, plus one armor class like, yes, for the next, for five minutes. You know, six hours while we go fight? Like, how far away is Ildrazar? Could you give us, like, some sort of party buff? Yeah, it's too bad we passed right by Ildrazar on our way to Glassrock. Now I have to go back. It's, like, three and a half days away. Okay, that's not that bad. You're like a super powerful priest guy. You have to have like something. So four days of blessing, please. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to do that. Could you just like bless us with anti dragon fields, please? What my friend here is trying to say is, is that thank you for all the information that you've given. <laughs> yes, us. <laughs> just yeah. that you've given us all of the information that you have, and we appreciate your help in doing what is right and good. Yes, and we don't want to burn any bridges, Rothtar. We may need to speak mm. with you again. Despite what my friend Tokus may do or say. <laughs> well, I can't always control my dark side. <laughs> and you're telling me this now? Well, I, I have more control over my dark side now more than it's, ever. No, you know what? Uh, Let's you know, just... We're going to leave. We're going we're gonna to quit while we're ahead, Rothtar. Oh, yeah. He's like a priest. I shouldn't tell yeah, him we're that gonna I have be... dark powers. We're good. We're all set, Rothtar. After we've just convinced him to trust yeah. us. Thanks, thanks to you. Thanks to your faith in us, Rothtar. We won't let you down, old buddy, yeah. old pal. So we're going to go, we're going to retrace our steps and hopefully run into the fearsome foursome, Doe, I believe they're known as, in these these trying times. And we're going to <laughs> elicit their aid in defeating the yeah. dragon. So goodbye and thank you. And we will go give Spaeth a high five and we will peace out of Glassrock. Alright, so the monster hunting party that you encountered was quite a ways north of Ildrazer in Nardek, so you're probably not going to pass by them again on the way. Mm. Uh, although they did say they were based in Bethinter, which Ildrazer's also in Bethinter. Mm. So, possible... And we didn't think that they were moving south? No, they were going to stick around their kill for the next day or two, and then presumably head back to whatever town they're in. Wait, guys... We're going about this all wrong. What if we just go to the the meeting center in town, like the, the job posting board? What if we post a job and get some, like, local adventurers to team up with us to clear out Ildrazar? Would that entail, like, paying them money? Yeah. No. I don't know about all that. No, 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 but, like, we're paying them a fixed sum. But the riches that are in Eldrazar 
could be a lot more than what we pay some adventurers mm. to help us adventure. And then we keep all the stuff. Togus, any time you are going to enact a policy that will affect a person or a group of people, you have to consider how human nature plays in human or humanoid nature, we'll say, plays into their response. So, for example, we passed a perfectly qualified, high-level party of adventurers who are monster hunters. We're going to hunt a monster. Why start from square one? Why not just post on the job board, hey, missed connection, like on Craigslist, hey, Um. we met you on the road while you were harvesting the fluids of a Bahir. (laughs) We felt like we had a connection, but maybe, uh, maybe we passed by too quickly. We'd like to reconnect with you, and we'll be at so-and-so location. So riddle me this. We're going to spend the next day or two or three or week trying to find that party just to take on Eldrazar, just to get the bracelet, while we're on a time crunch with the cold. Is that what I'm hearing, Shaba? Yes, because just getting the bracelet is everything. All right, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So the the capital of Bethinter is Fithnalar. So why don't we go like a day or two past Ildrazar and go to Fithnalar. It's a large city, presumably. Have we been to Fithnalar before? You've been there. Okay. Presumably I know how big of a city it is because we've been there. <laughs> and we can search there for uh, information about these folks and hopefully they live there. Maybe we can find them. Shouldn't we post on this job board too and ask the tavern, then go yeah, let's put, let's just to be safe in case they happen to come this way, although we will probably run into them if they are coming this way. But it just better safe than sorry. It probably doesn't cost too much of anything to post on the job board. And that's what they do, right? They go into towns and they look for monsters to hunt. So, mm, True. So you go to the local tavern and post a job? Yes, yeah, so we say wherever the job board is in Glass Rock, we, write, we pen up a lovely form letter that says... Dearest, and then all four of their names. And then it says, We met you on the road south from Nardek. Are you sure you don't want to open this up? To, we don't know if they actually are going to want to hunt the dragon. Like, why don't we post a more general posting that would also attract those four, but might attract other hunters? There could be even stronger hunters. There could be specialized hunters. There could be literal dwarves that are just specialized in hunting dragons, just lying in wait. The specific reason why we don't do that is because we don't want ten adventuring parties showing up at the hole in the in the world <laughs> and vying for competition for defeating the dragon and taking its stuff. Right. My question is how you plan to pay for these adventuring parties that are stronger than you. Yeah, exactly. We're not paying for them. They're joining us in an endeavor that presumably will yield quite a large sum. Because dragons, I don't know if you've ever heard, but they have treasure hoards. <laughs> whoa, wait, 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 wait. This, okay, I'm getting total vibes from like back in my World of Warcraft days. This is like when you're trying to get a raid together, but mm-hmm. the raid leader says, by the way, Thunder Fury is reserved. Like, how are we going to tell them that we want this bracelet? We're just like, sure. yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a heirloom. Don't worry about it. You can have the rest. We just give them everything else, and we want yeah. the bracelet. Yeah, literally. I mean, that's all that Thorin Oakenshield wanted was the stone, right? The, the exactly the har- the Arkenstone. The Arkenstone, and he's like, everything else just doesn't matter. It's all about the Arkenstone, Tokus. It's all about the Arken bracelet. <laughs> 
that's I think that's exactly what we do. We say, uh, you come with us. You get to keep whatever you find except for the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Right, but like, what if there's some really sweet gear? Like, what if what if a Thunder Fury drops, and we haven't reserved our chance to roll on this awesome sword? Well, then I guess we'll just have to miss out for the sake of saving the world, Tokus. I mean, think of the the Cave of Wonders. I mean, would Aladdin have gotten the magical lamp with the genie with all that other treasure around if Abu hadn't tried to shove a bunch of gold into his pants? I mean, think about it. <laughs> I mean, we can't be like Abu. We have to be the Aladdins of this situation, Tokus. Just apply these real-world situations to what's going on here, Tokus. Come on. <sighs> all right, all right. I'll play along, and we post it, and then we move on. Right. All right. So we, once again, set out on the road. Uh, back along the road bridge. The back from. the way we came. So are you just telling them to meet you in Eldrazer if, if they want to adventure and kill dragons? We tell them to meet us along the road. We tell them exactly where we're going. No, no, then what, no. what's-his-face might find us. <laughs> have, have, have them meet us in Fithnalar. Yes, in Fithnalar, yes. Say, meet us in Fithnalar. But we don't say our names. We just say the, the adventurers you met on yes. the road. Uh, in Nardek. Right. But I thought you were opening this up to more people. No, no, no I no, was no, wrong. No, no. I was wrong. Just them. Just them. I, for- I forgot they were being chased. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they live in Fithnalar. I mean, it's like the only big... I mean, there's Lessonrel, but that's kind of on the border between Aranth and Bethinter. But Fithnalar is like the big place in Bethinter. So. We, we talked to them all that time and we didn't learn where they live. Yeah. Like I said, that <laughs> conversation was mostly pointless. We tried to get a feel for it Thane was so kind To like dump a party Of hunters That we could have teamed up with And we didn't even realize it until we got to Glass Rock (laughs) Also we gave them uh, Spaith's business card But not our own (laughs) (laughs) We handed out business cards pointlessly Every other time we've met people Except for this one time And then we give them space Seems like perhaps a wasted opportunity (sighs) Yeah. Actually, wait a second. I did mention Spaith's armory to the dwarf in the party. Should we drop by Spaith's and ask him if they drop in to route them to us? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, we should get some barding or like some like steel claws for Stripey. That's okay. <laughs> I still think about that'd be really cool. Yeah, several we, times already. Yeah, we're good, we're good for now, but I'll I will definitely consider that. Yeah. So we give Spaith the old high five, and then we mention those dudes and say, hey. They roll up in here. You just send them our way. We'll be in fifth Nalar. Sure thing. Thanks, old buddy, old pal. I love the new armor, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's really been serving Tokus very well. Glad to hear it. And then we go to fifth Nalar. Yes, we go directly to fifth Nalar. We teleport there. <laughs> fast travel. <laughs> Man, fast traveling is the greatest invention ever. It is. Time is passing. Winter is coming on stronger. Winter is coming. Mm. Snow is getting gradually heavier and more frequent, which slows travel considerably. But it also means there aren't so many monsters and critters out, although the ones that you encounter are more likely to be rather strong. All this snow kind of makes you wish you were uh, sipping an umbrella drink on a beach in the south of Merengue, doesn't it, Aslo? It sure does, yeah. Wait, what about the the Tempest Islands? Ooh, 
or the Isles of the Dawn, perhaps? Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about sipping on the Isles of the Dawn instead? <laughs> That'd be nice, too. I think we're all just daydreaming about No, I mean, Shaba likes the cold, but you guys can daydream about that if you want. Yeah. I was just trying to trying to commiserate with Azo because he's probably miserable because you guys are, like, cold and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> you could also add uh, the Tempest Islands to the, the Atlas now. <laughs> yes, new place. We've just created a new world location. <laughs> that, I, that I mentioned. Um, Shaba, you're helping us through this climate, aren't you? Wouldn't this normally be difficult terrain? Correct. I am rangering for you on your behalf. I just imagine you have like a shovel. You're just like... Yep. <laughs> I, I build a tiny snowplow and the stripey pulls it. Makes snowshoes for you. Yeah. Mm. Instead of Stripey pulling it, it should probably be like Stripey in a hamster wheel, like a large hamster wheel running inside of it. Mm. And he's like powering uh. it that way, like a little engine, like a motor or something. And, and you're like, you're, so you're pushing, are you directing him? Yeah, I'm steering. And then you guys are just walking behind after all the snow has been cleared out of the way. <laughs> it's like one of those large cow plows on the, t- on the front of a, like an old locomotive, you know? Yeah. Things that they push cattle out of the way, off the tracks. If I know Stripey at all, he wouldn't be the one in the wheel. He would hire some of his minions to run in the wheel for him. (laughs) Yeah, he'd have like three squirrels and a chipmunk (laughs) just all (laughs) running inside the wheel. (laughs) The snow makes it hard to travel, but you do make it up to Fifth Nilar, which is the one city in Bethinter that you've spent some time in. It's actually where the caravan was passing through, where you bought that puzzle box. Oh, this was... Ah. Fifth Nalar was where Sir Draknar lives? Yes. The car- the carnival. Oh, where we, so we teleported here. That's how we've been here. We tele- So we didn't oh, really man. see the sights. We just saw Draknar's workshop and then the carnival. We didn't really s- like spend too much time sightseeing or anything or being tourists in this city. It's true. Well, it's not much of a tourist destination. It's all smogged from the forges, and the forest around has been cleared out, and so on. So it's like that small community in the Lorax, is what you're saying. The land has just been sapped of all its natural resources. Sure. Kind of, yeah. I was just thinking of that because I was reading the Lorax with Sander the other day. <laughs> so, I remember the carnival. There was a dragon at the carnival. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Was that? Did we see that dragon at the carnival before or after our adventure in Ildraza? That is a very good question. Great question. But I do remember it like starting to go wild and like break out, or at least cause mayhem, mm-hmm. right before we left. This isn't that far from Ildrazar. It is not. Is it the same dragon? Hmm. Mm, it's probably not. How many dragons are in this land, Shaba? I mean, enough to make more dragons, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's called Dungeons and Dragons, so probably lots. It's not called Dungeons and One Dragon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, guys, but if that is the same dragon that gives us a leg up, it's a domesticated dragon. We could, like, learn, like, some of the command words they used on it or something. <laughs> Give it, like, post-traumatic stress of when it was, yeah. like, part of the circus act. We'll just spend another, like, three months traveling until we find the circus. Ask and then them. we can learn the command words from them and then come back. Yes. Great idea. Yes. Okay, uh, I am scrolling back through our old episode titles. Episode 74 is Love Me Tenderly, and that was definitely in Eldrazar, but that happens after um, the... 
chili con carnies, which was... <laughs> I thought Love Me Tenderly was the stalagmite. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was in Eldrazi. Episode 69 oh, was, yeah. w- uh, was chili con carne, so that was when we were in Fifth Nalar. So we teleported to Fifth Nalar, then we went to... Eldrazar. So maybe the dragon got real uppity and they released it into the wild and they just dumped it in Eldrazar and that's <laughs> what happened. Definitely the same dragon. Of course, you went to Eldrazar right, right away mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. was already a chalk marking on the obelisk that said dragon. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about the obelisk. Okay. It had been there for a while. Yeah. So probably different dragon. Probably. Right. Okay. Either way. It's a dragon. <laughs> so let's wait here in Fifth Nalar for the fearsome foursome to show up. Whilst also inquiring after them in the local establishments yeah. to see if maybe they live here. Especially the pubs, bars, taverns, and inns. Let's just have a really good time while we're waiting for them to get here. They seemed like real do-gooders, so we should check in all the temples as well. Mm-hmm. Give me a charisma investigation check. Ooh. That'd be right up Aslo's alley. Those are usually not paired together. Yeah. So mm. charisma, stat, and then if you're proficient in... Investigation, investigation. and something. Okay, gotcha. That would be a 19. I'm not going to do better than a 19. I, I Numerically, I can't. <laughs> True. <laughs> Actually, you've got a plus one on this roll. What? Oh, oh yeah, you're proficient in uh, investigation. Oh, I could get exactly a 19 if I roll a 20. <laughs> you could get a 21. <laughs> yeah, you're minus two for charisma mm-hmm. and plus three. Plus three for proficiency. Mm. So this is a plus one roll? Heck yeah, dude. Oh, man. 18. All right. Wow. (laughs) Tokus coming through with the investigation. Still not as good as me, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for rubbing that in. That's per usual. That's my job as a boss. (laughs) Yeah. That was a great job you did there. Still not as good as me, though. (laughs) Don't all the the best bosses say that kind of thing? That's what everyone (laughs) wants to hear from their boss. Increase employee morale around here. (laughs) So, what do we see? What do we talk to people about? So you gather some information, and you learn that the group of monster hunters is not based in Fifth Nalar, but they frequently come by, and they have their own stronghold of a sort. Oh. Not too far outside of town. What if we were just waiting for them in their room when they got back? <laughs> just, like, sitting in the shadows in the corner in, like, a chair. But it was just all three of us just sitting in each other's laps, just being like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Want to come kill a dragon? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Also, this makes me think... We probably need our own personal stronghold, too. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's work on that. We do have a 5x5 five five patch of ground outside of Nafton <laughs> that could serve... The next best thing. We'd have to, like, dig dig down deep and mm-hmm. then, like, create this labyrinth that the mayor doesn't know about. Mm, underneath the town. Right. Every stronghold has to have a good underground laboratory. Like, like it's, it looks like an outhouse. Like, we build basically an outhouse, <laughs> but there's, like, a secret way to get into our, like, subterranean lair. <laughs> it's just an elevator. Yeah, you walk in and you sit down on the, in the outhouse and then you just pull a lever and it flips you over and you slide down this like tube like hopefully nobody's used it in the last like since we've been away <laughs> well you do have to dig down to make the latrines so. that's true 
That's a really great idea. Making our latrines come true. <laughs> uh, Fortress of Squality. There's, there's, our, there's our episode title. Yeah. <laughs> Make our latrines come true. <sighs> All right. Okay, so they're not from here, but they have a stronghold somewhere nearby. Yeah, they have a, a base set up several hours o- away mm. that you can travel to. Okay, so, like, they know where it is, the people we're talking to? Yeah, you get decent directions to it. Okay. Not exact, but you have a pretty good idea. Okay. What do you guys think? Should we travel to their base? I think we should. Why don't we leave a similar thing on the job board here? Okay. And then travel and, like, not creep into their house? Like, maybe we camp, like, a ways away? Yeah, I mean, we'll knock. Because they might just be home. They might just be chilling. In between adventures, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either they're there, or maybe they have servants or, like, followers or something. Or employees. One never knows with a high-level adventuring party. True. What poor souls they've... Indentured into servitude. Indentured into servitude. (laughs) Alright, we're gonna post another copy of that thing we left in Glass Rock. Mm Mm-hmm. Just in case kind of expedite things and then uh, let's uh, follow those directions yeah. except this one says like we'll you know we're going to your base if we don't see you there I guess we'll come back to Fithnalar we'll keep waiting yeah so that's what we do we go to their super secret stronghold <laughs>